This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. So on today's episode, I have, oh my goodness, I know I say this every single week, but I have a very special guest. Well, on the weeks that I do have a guest, but this is a very special guest and it is a Girl Fit Method member, family member, I think forever. We're keeping her whether she likes it or not. Welcome, Gemma. Thank you. Consider it accepted. I'm in. <laughs> Good, good. You'd be in whether you liked it or not anyway. (laughs) So Gemma is here with us today. She has a very, very powerful story, which I know is going to help a lot of you listeners. And you're probably going to find you resonate with what she's been through. A very strong, a very resilient individual. And I'm just so excited to get stuck into this conversation. So Gemma, what I want you to do, first of all, is give us a little bit of a rundown of who you are. Thanks, Tash. So this is pretty exciting. Um, I guess a bit about me. I had a long, pretty successful sort of sporting career, running um, pretty, you know, driven by my goals and things like that. So always involved in sport, um, had a really great, healthy upbringing in the country, stable family relationship, all that type of thing. So a really great upbringing. Um, and in my later years of high school, I developed um, an eating disorder and it, like everything I put my mind to, I put my mind to it fully um, and it was, became a pretty intensive, um, all-encompassing, yeah, eating disorder for the course of my life. So it's been something that has been ongoing um gone up and down in severity um but been with me for almost gosh it says something about my age but almost 20 years um so that has been underpinning a lot of obviously my life um but in the midst of that obviously I'm, I'm pretty dedicated to everything I do so I would be heavily involved in sport my career Um, And everything I did pretty much was 150%. Um, So I got to a point this year, well, late last year now, where I realised I needed some help. Um, I realised that the information I was getting about eating and training, I I understood it logically, but I really realised that I'd never actually never had any of the foundations for myself, right? So I didn't know anything about basics like building a balanced plate, um, eating and resting and recovery. Um, And so I wanted to do it. I really wanted to do it and I wanted to help myself and I wanted to recover. And obviously I got to a point where it was massively impacting my life, um, my eating disorder. And I realised I needed actual some frameworks there. So I could apply the logic and I regard myself as relatively intelligent um but I I just it was like a completely foreign concept to me about fueling myself really and so I discovered Tash and the team and it was fairly like 
spontaneous. Um, but I had a conversation with Tash and just went for it really signed up straight away and was like, this is done, done and dusted. We're in, off we go. Um, so that was probably something that, that is me in a nutshell. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it hundred percent. Um, and once I'm in, I'm not thinking about what I should or shouldn't have done. I'm in 100%. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I love it. And it's so funny. I just, I remember our initial conversation, our initial call when we first spoke last year. And I remember just thinking, yeah, this girl's a hard worker. She's ambitious. She's definitely a perfectionist and she's hard on herself, but she will apply herself. And I was so excited to see where you would go. I knew you were going to be successful, but I knew that you were going to have to sort of face some demons along the way. But because I knew that you're a resilient, strong person, I I knew you had the fight in you to be able to overcome that. So what I want to do is really want to focus on, I suppose, that re-education for you right? So when we talk about, I guess, in our program and having complicated relationships with food, and we talk about eating disorders and things like that, I guess what we want to preface is that Gemma has been, you know, you got, you have been in therapy and you've worked with people around that. And I guess, you know, in overcoming our, sometimes our relationship with food, we do need a holistic approach We need people that are specialised in all certain types of areas. And at different points in your journey, you need different types of support. And I suppose for you, Gemma, and what I'm hearing is the fact that you knew all of that, but now you needed some accountability and an actual plan of putting that into place practically. And that's where we really came in. So what I want to do is I want to know what was your beliefs around exercise and nutrition prior to working with us that had gotten you into the position that you were that you were in when you when we spoke last year for the first time. So a smile kind of came on my face because I I feel like the best descriptor is like the exact example that coaches like you guys have of worst possible scenario for both of those things was me um both not only the lack of education and knowledge um but also extreme massively extreme on all fronts so I knew what it was like to work really hard and get results with training for my like for running but I didn't have a I couldn't regulate and that's the same with fueling myself and training I I didn't recognise that there was phases and stages and time for 100% and a time to for 20%, you know, to be able to reach 100%. It was literally 100% all the time with everything, no matter what, no regulation. And so I was obviously relatively fortunate that at a younger age your body or, you know, all of those things are a little bit more resilient to copying that kind of, I'll say, abuse because I think that's what it is. Um, But as I sort of progressed, my body just started to retaliate. Um, And so I was continuing to go obviously down in calories, down in food, down in variety, down in fun down in enjoyment with everything to do with fuel and food and everything up in exercise. I mean, 
I did hotel quarantine and do you think I missed a day of less than 10,000 steps? I was in a room that was like two metres by two metres and I still hit 10,000 steps every single day. And I laugh about it now, but it's that's the kind of, what, I, won't, I won't say what because that sounds really negative on myself, it was a learning, but I was it was just so automatic. I just didn't think that there was a place for downtime. And so instead of thinking of it as, okay, well, to get to 100% in a particular, you know, phase of training or during a session, I had to have a bit of downtime, rest and recovery to get back up there. Um, so I was, I mean, I was exercising every day, um, but multiple times and a lot, just so intense. Like I don't think I picked, like the heaviest thing I picked up was in lockdown, a pot plant. Like there was no like weights involved. It was just high intensity. Um, I can't even count how many burpees I would have done. Um, there was, you know, it was just so high stress on my body. Um, and it was just always more. It was just always more. I don't remember the last time I took a day off, um, let alone two days off. Um, and in relation to food, I was just, I was so both undernourished, but then also warped in regards to portions and what my actual body needed. I would eat things and I was so disconnected from whether I felt satiated or fueled or felt good or, oh, that feels heavy or whatever it might be. It was such a disconnect. So not only was it definitely not enough or, you know, well-nourishing, there wasn't even in, that wasn't even in my vocabulary, you know. It was just minimal or cleanest or lightest or whatever it might be and nothing to do with does this feel good for me, let alone nourishing or variety or anything like that um and so I also just couldn't connect everything that I was doing to how I was feeling whether that was training or or food you know like I just it was just on autopilot I would be so exhausted but that was just the norm I I remember like going to cross the street in really the depths of um you know my weakest point and I remember like crossing a street, ironically, to go to the gym. And I was so exhausted that a car was coming. And I remember thinking, like, I literally can't go any faster. So <laughs> this is probably how I go out, getting hit by this car, because I, I can't pick my feet up any faster. I'm so exhausted. But that wasn't that wasn't a flag. That was just, well, that's just what it is, you know. And I was just so disconnected to it. And so I really was in a place of completely undernourished, completely under satisfied, um, weak, depleted and not working with myself in any way, shape or form. Mm. Yeah. It's a really, it's so sad. And I remember when you jumped on that call, that's the exact place that you were in. And I think as you would know, at some point your body fights back and you know that you can't continue what you're doing. Like you just can't. However, you know, the alternative can feel really scary. It's kind of like, okay, well, I know I've set myself this bar and I feel now that I need to reach this constantly. You talked about being in hotel quarantine and having to hit 10,000 steps. And that's because we kind of, for some of us, we get this, we get this obsessive relationship with 
ensuring that we're hitting however many steps that we need a day or ensuring that we're only eating a certain amount to the point where it becomes so detrimental to our physical health and our mental health and really essentially those warped feelings with exercise with nutrition are completely controlling our life and really taking us away from being present in our own life and making our own decisions for ourselves we're kind of we're completely controlled by them and that's a very horrible place to be the funny thing is is that in that situation you know you might be doing these kinds of um so you might be trying to hit a certain calorie amount and you you're telling yourself you can't have a rest day in the hopes that you can control what you look like and that's going to help you look better. In fact, it's actually doing the opposite because what we need to understand is, you know, the way that we treat our body, our body's going to respond in a certain way. And if we misuse our body, if we misuse, I should say, exercise and nutrition to somewhat punish our body constantly, our body's not going to put up with that for a long period of time. And that's not... It's going to come back really clear. It sort of sits there and and builds up, not karma, but that's kind of the best way for me to describe it. Like it gets to a point, it's like you can keep trying. It's great that you're trying, obviously, but ultimately I'm the boss here and it's either going to happen now, it's either going to happen in a really good way or it's going to come back. And if you're not going to listen, you know what? Like it's coming whether you want it to or not. And I think for a lot of us, I think a lot of people would resonate with this is, you kind of don't know what you don't know in regards to an alternative. You obviously continue down this pathway thinking, well, okay, I saw success in the start, like I obviously lost heaps of weight or I, you know, was able to affect change in some degree by doing this. So without even thinking about it, about whether or not that is still serving its purpose, as in that direction or those activities, You just kind of carry on because, well, that worked, so off I continue on. And I think what's been big in this process is stopping and going, oh, hang on a second, even if that's what I have done or that's what's worked before, I get to choose whether or not that's what I keep on doing and I can choose whether or not or think about is that going to take me in the direction that I want to continue down, right? And so when I say, you don't know what you don't know, or that's an alternative option. There's so many things coming out of all of this that I have started to feel or see or experience that I didn't realize I was either missing out on or wanted in recovery or, you know, healing or increasing calories or resting and all those types of things that start to become apparent and so I think you kind of need to give yourself some grace if you're going through this kind of journey that you kind of can't put down on paper what its success is really going to look like or at least you can to a certain degree but then the openness that all of these amazing things that happen that you're like holy shit like I I'm loving that that's a part of my life now. And I would never have been like, oh, I can't wait to get that when I start increasing my calories or what have you. Do you know what I mean? 
Absolutely. You know, it's so funny. And I see that from my point of view in that when I see someone begin with us, their focus so much is I don't want to gain weight. I want to be able to eat more, but I don't want to gain weight. I want to lose weight. It's this aesthetic, constant obsession with like the reason I'm eating low calories and training so much is because I'm trying to control my weight or trying to lose weight. And I just, I look at them and I'm like, do you know what's funny is when you actually start to nourish your body adequately when you start to train properly let me just tell you that the body side of things takes care of itself right so that's done however because you are now in such a better place meant physically which then will mean you're in a better place mentally you then start realizing that life is so much more than that when you're eating more you've got more energy you're more present with friendships you enjoy going out and eating at new places instead of being completely terrified about not being in control of what you're eating you feel so much more and I think this is something that women don't understand is that when you nourish your body properly you feel more attractive you feel regardless of your size you feel so much more powerful confident in yourself it's almost like psychologically you're feeding your mind and your mind starts to think properly you then feel more attractive to the opposite sex if that's who you're attracted to. You have a higher sex drive. So you you step into that feminine power when all you're focusing on at the beginning of your journey is because you're in such a place of fear and control, the only thing that you want in your life is to look a certain way. And when you actually understand how to nourish your body properly, the world opens up to you and you just build so much more confidence. Massively, and it kind of just you kind you really have to experience this to to feel it. And you know, as much as I want to sort of share my experiences, it, it's not been until I've started to feel it for myself that it's had such an impact, right? And I think it's little things like you all of a sudden have some energy to be fun and vibrant and silly. And so all of a sudden, like I'm not going to give examples because I don't want to embarrass myself, but you're actually doing funny stuff and you've got personality and you've got vibrancy and you really come into your own, whatever that looks like. And so your natural strengths and real beauty, those attributes, they just start to pop themselves back out like little wildflowers, right? And so all of a sudden you're not, focusing on the mirror about your reflection for instance you're just doing things that just you know make you vibrant make you a vibrant true self and I think that that's when you you kind of it's so much reflection because all of a sudden you realize like holy shit like the whole afternoon we just did all this spontaneous stuff I had all this fun and what have you not once did I body check or did I worry about the fact that you know I had a crop to find and I could see it or whatever like I didn't even have any not only time but interest in it Mm. and so then kind of by default all those brownie points that have flipped over from your body's perspective is like here's a cute little reward that actually your body is starting to come into its own as well and and be its beautiful self in whatever form shape it is um, as a reward for you Um, And you kind of have to work with your body to accrue some of those little points, experience them, and then it works for you. It's, It's a really uncanny sort of thing and something that I always heard, and I think this is big for me, I always heard 
you know, people say this, you know, that that would happen and, you know, your body will respond and blah, blah, blah. And I, yeah, I understood it, but it wasn't until like I actually really felt it and I translated it for myself. Like I actually put it into my own actions and words and, you know, whatever. And I saw it for myself, you know, I could start to, notice that I could hold concentration with my study, for instance. I started to notice that my ability to speak, ironically, probably stumbling over my words as we are now, but my ability to speak or articulate myself improved. Um, so I could actually see, oh, when people are saying that if you fuel yourself, you get so many other benefits not just weight gain if that happens. It wasn't until I did it and saw it for myself in my kind of environment that it had like the most profound effect. And then it just, once you kind of open the door to it, it's just like doors flapping open, the left, right and centre of examples and experiences for you that you just almost can't keep up. Mm. Yeah, it's so amazing. Oh, gosh, it makes me so happy to hear that. And what I want to do now is shine a bit of spotlight on Coach Vanessa, who was your coach, who's just an absolute superstar. And I know that throughout this journey, it hasn't all been smooth sailing, right? So we're chatting about the end product where you're feeling really good in yourself, but it was hard. So throughout that journey, I would love for you to let us know what you found difficult and essentially how Coach Vanessa really helped you overcome those fears um, and maybe misbeliefs and um, things you need to, to rewire in your brain in order to be successful to continue on? Yeah, um, first, I couldn't agree more. Um, she is a little pocket rocket. Um, and what's, what's kind of really important as a client or recipient here is that I didn't feel at any point in time there was any judgment, any kind of restriction on what I could or couldn't say or what I could or couldn't think or anything like that. And I think that's an important sort of caveat to start with because it's probably a lot of people that go into this thinking, you know, and whether it is because they're more experienced, whether they're younger, whether they're X, Y, and Z, um, or, oh, my God, how embarrassing, I'm 30 years old and I've had this and I've, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. Everyone's got some form of insecurity. And I think going in with a coach who, like, you, there's not even an in, like, inch of fear about any of that takes away so much pressure and just allows you to be completely open about what you're going through, what you're struggling with and what you need. Um, so I think... What was really good is that we very quickly worked out the best way that I needed Vanessa and Vanessa um, could communicate with me. And I think not everyone is like me, obviously. So I think her ability to adapt frameworks and instructions, um, whatever it might be for me, I just felt really, like, I felt really genuinely cared for and unique. And I think throughout all of this, that really helps you because you, you're constantly in a state of sort of comparing yourself, right? And you have to bring yourself back to this is my path, this is my journey. And if you've got a coach there that also supports that and is putting in place either strategies or advice or whatever it might be that is unique, 
you've got a little bit of support behind you that is reiterating that for you. So I think what was really amazing with Vanessa is um, obviously her her ability to be black and white without being some taskmaster sitting at the top of the pedestal. Um, you know, I think it was very clear early on there was points that I started to sort of push the boundary. So I would be like, you know, but I've joined a running club, so I've got a commitment there. So I think, and she was like, Gemma, look, we've talked about where your goals are at and I don't think that that sounds like it's going to align to what our goals are. And it was never her shoving that down my throat. She was giving me information that helped me help myself. And I think that's massive. Obviously, I'm very much about accountability and it's my responsibility here. But she gave me some incredible tools, resources, and a kind of advice and recommendations that I could do something with. Obviously, I could have gone back to her and been like, no, run club is life. Um, and she, she, you know, she would have worked with me in regards to that. But it was very clear that she had my goals at the forefront. And so when I started to either go down bad habits or ED or whatever it might be, moments of weakness, she was just there to sort of say, these are what your goals are. Do you think what you're doing is in line with your goals? Um, I think what was also really amazing was that she sort of allowed me where I needed some flex and we could afford some flex. Um, she was there to offer that to me as well because there were definitely points in it when I was like, Vanessa, you're increasing my calories. Like, what now? Um, and she was able to sort of say, well, let's, let's work on this component of it. She wasn't like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. It is a bit hard, so we'll just drop it back down again. No, it wasn't that. But it was like, we've got to go to that, but let's maybe adjust over here. Or um, it, it was also incremental. It was something that I could ironically digest. You know, it was like, okay, well, you've gone from eating your first meal at 2 p.m. or something ridiculous to like she's not she's not asking you to eat breakfast at 8 a.m or 7 a.m or something she's like okay let's start for this week at x time you know whatever they're just examples i don't want to trigger anybody or anything like that but you know it was something that i could comprehend and then we could build off um and we really were able to establish that consistency um, and I think consistency was so critical for me to say, you know what, I can commit 1%, you know, each day or each of those actions, right? So 1% was each week, let's bring it forward half an hour or each week, let's bring it forward, you know, you know, a small portion. And that for me, I can cope with 1%. And so she was there to sort of give me those options, um, give me some flex where I needed it talk me through certain things and also a lot of the time like just be the kind of bed for my meltdowns for my brain dumps I think the amount of times that I wrote brain dumps in my random check-in messaging to her she must be like I know Gemma everything you say is a brain dump but she always accepted it right she always was there to listen and she didn't indulge me for no reason um and it wasn't like shutting me down in any way but it was where we needed to focus, she helped me focus there. And that, again, just built that habit for me of kind of instead of taking away mentality, adding in. What do we do? What do we need to do more of? 
What do we need to focus more on? What are the positives? Let's go down that pathway. And the parts that we don't need anymore will just drift away. There's just accidentally no more time for them or no more focus left for them or what have you. Um, and so that's a big kudos to Vanessa in a lot of ways, but she really did have all of those attributes and um, support in so many different ways, shape or form. But most importantly, I think the fact that she just saw me, you know, um, really saw me and my path um, and made me feel that way. Yeah. Amazing. She is. She's really, really incredible. And, and so is Coach Kat, who we have. And I think the ability to be able to adapt and change to our clients is really pivotal because it's a very close relationship, the client and the coaching relationship, and you need to have a hell of a lot of trust in them. Otherwise, like you said, you're not going to have that transparency. And if you're unable to be transparent, you're really not able to give it your all, but also like you spoke about those old thoughts that you had coming back in order for us to be able to coach you and and bring you back on track right we need to know where you're at and you need to feel comfortable enough to let us know where you're at and you're right it's a real balance between allowing the client and yourself to vocalize where they're at but what we want to do is remind you of what's truth because the habits and the beliefs that you had prior weren't serving you because they weren't accurate, right? So we need to change the way that you've been believing things around food and nutrition, bring it back to actually that evidence to go, hey, Gemma, remember that's what you used to think, but this is your goal now. And to achieve this goal, these habits need to change. These beliefs need to change and you need to commit to that. And that's why having that accountability is just so, so, so pivotal because if you try and do that on your own, good luck. Because there'll be days when it feels so, so hard and you need that person in your corner. Massively, massively. And I think that's a huge, huge component that you don't realise, like if you're tossing up in regards to getting a coach or investing in those types of things, you don't realise how impactful that is until you're in in the situation where you actually need it, right? How often do you go on a boat and like go out and check out the life rafts when everything's fine? But sure as hell, when you start sinking, you need that life raft, right? And so having it there as you set sail, for lack of a better analogy, um, is is huge. And it's really, it it really just already, like it already directs you. Even if you start to linger or head down the wrong path, it, it, they're just up there kind of waving the flag, just being like, remember, it's over here, you know what I mean? Like, And so you don't even need them to necessarily say anything, but just knowing they're there and are advocating for your goals if you start to forget, lose sight, get tight, all of those things is an incredible support and safety net that you don't realise you really need and rely on until you've got it there mm-hmm. and then you're like, holy shit, how to even think about trying to do this or, or you know, without it. Mm, I love that. I just want to take this moment, Gemma, on behalf of myself and Vanessa because I know Vanessa feels this way because we've talked about you, but it's so funny, you know, we get like we'll just get comments that'll say you know um from clients or from you know people on Instagram and I'm 
there's a point to this. I'm not saying this to blow wind up my skirt. Go, oh, you're such an inspiration, Tash, or you're such an inspiration, Vanessa. And it always baffles me because the people, to me, I'm not an inspiration. I see myself as a guide and I know Vanessa does as well. Who inspires us are our clients and the determination, the resilience, the ability to pick themselves up and to do the hard stuff motivates us to do our job day in, day out. And like, I just want to say that you've been a huge inspiration. You have a literally a heart of gold. You've been so encouraging to other girls when they've been struggling and you are just such a capable person and I really want to congratulate you on everything that you've achieved I mean the biggest game changer for you has been the mental side of things and the mindset shift and the freedom you now have in your life which you so 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 deserve And in the process, you know, you've also had those physical results as well in your body, which is just a byproduct, right, of that mindset shift. So I just wanted to say that, you know, that we absolutely love you and we're just so proud of you. But look, before we go, what I want you to do is if you think back to when you first started with us and the fears that you maybe had about starting, if there's someone else that's in that situation, what would be your advice to them? I think this is probably not the best sales pitch, but I'll start with this because I think it's important as a starting point is that you wouldn't be kind of looking into this if you felt that what you're doing now is working. And so in a lot of the instances, you've kind of got to have faith that the alternative option to whatever you're doing now is in some way, shape or form going to be better than what you're doing now. You might not necessarily know what that is or feels like or looks like, but it's going to be. And I think from a mindset perspective, that's not always the sexy, big selling pitch for these programs, right? That's the, oh, yeah, okay, well, I I also feel better. Like genuinely that is not the case and as I say I have a long journey to go but if this is the kind of the starting point of mindset I'm here for it because that has just been the catalyst for everything else as exactly as Sash says as a byproduct Mm. the the freedom in relation to my mind the progress and the growth not only in this realm of my world like food, exercise, I mean everything is incredible, life-changing, relationship-changing, family, work, all of those types of things. It has such an impact that massively improves everything else. And along the way, it's like the universe rewards you for committing to these types of things and says, you know what, I'm just going to sharpen up, you know, from if it's an aesthetic or if it's a relationship or opportunities, what have you. The universe has a way of really rewarding you for going out on a limb and doing the hard yards. And I say the hard yards in regards to committing to a program like this that helps actually the mindset. And I think if you can focus on that as your kind of as your one of your goals, 
you'll gain so much more momentum than you even ever realise. Um, and the byproduct positives and benefits that come from it will just, just be coming through. I think if you can just really commit to the mindset um, and, it, you know, it, it almost gives you easy goals to start with. And I think for, the, for a lot of people, that's probably helpful as well. You know what? Let's put some really achievable goals in place that then continue to expand and grow for you. Um, so that is, I guess, what I would say. And throw yourself into it, lean into it. You know, you've got some really inspiring coaches who want to help you. They wouldn't be doing what they're doing. <laughs> Ultimately, you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't want to help anybody, right? You, you'd have been an accountant or something. No, that's terrible. You know, maybe cut that out. I would I um, would be the worst accountant on the planet. Literally, oh, my goodness. Oh, I use my yeah. still. I'm over 30. I use my fingers. <laughs> No, you're 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 100% right. We obviously have a super, so passionate and it comes from a place of really resonating, being empathetic because we've been there before ourselves and all my coaches have been. And I think sometimes in a certain job role, in order for you to guide somebody, it's very important that you've been where they've been. And so that's really important. But I think that's phenomenal advice. And you're right. That's what we preach. I'm not going to preach to you. I'm going to get you to lose weight in four weeks. No, you know, this is a, this is a lifestyle change. This is a, a whole life 180 because that's what we know gives you long lasting results. And like I said, actually improves your quality of life. Losing weight's easy. Anyone can yeah. lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also all of those tools that you feel impact. You come away from this with not only obviously progress but tools and things that you can help yourself and that is a massive that is a huge gift genuinely a huge gift if you get tools resources skills advice that you can take away with you you can implement them and practice them yourself you are like bring it on Love it. Thank you so much, Gemma. Honestly, you are, like I said, always going to be a part of our family at GirlFit Method here. You've been such an inspiration to us and I know that you are going to be an inspiration to so many listeners today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I love that conversation with Gemma. She is just absolutely the most beautiful person, such a gem. And I know that you guys are going to relate to her journey. And I know through her sharing her story, um, that's going to cause you guys to really be inspired to take action and change your lives for the better. Now, if you enjoyed today's episode, please share it, take a screenshot of it, share it onto your stories. Let's spread the word. And I would love it if you could also leave me a review. All right, guys, that is it from me. Big love, Coach Tash. Mm -hmm.